Sunday of my Zoom. Oy. Starting at 8.30. No. So do- what were you doing at 8.30 on Zoom? Well, okay. So I'm doing this thing for Rush Ticks. Right. And wow. it is... Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, your chest is there to, you know, give a promo <laughs> that Rush Ticks deserves. Yeah. It's uh, it's essentially... The, the, these guys... The, it's called The Late Night Show. And they oh, right. make a different comic, and they get together a team, and they put together... Essentially, they perform a pilot of what a late night show would be for a different comic. And they've been doing... This is the 57th month in a row. Oh, my God. And oh, it is... So much work. There's four producers. There's five writers. One of the producers is the tech guy. And then there's the comic. And we meet for, and then we write sketches, desk, desk pieces, and um, monologue uh, for me. Th- yeah, that's cool. Um, are they making money from this? Or is this 57 months of uh, free labor? I think this is 57 months of breaking even. They all have day jobs. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the writers, so they were like, who would you like to write for the show? And I was like, you mean who would I like to take advantage of (laughs) for a month of free writing? And um, and so and they were doing it on Nowhere Club when the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And this is the first week they're going to rush ticks. So I'm hoping that it'll be better. Like the numbers might be better because we're all going to split it. And then I'm going to throw some of my money because the writers uh, I asked and only only one of them said no. Right. And um, uh, and, you know, I I thought all of them would say no. <laughs> That's but, cool. That's nice. Yeah. And um, and Jackie, you understand why I said no. Right. I do understand. I, I picked you and Morgan Murphy and uh, Jen Kirkman. And no, I just picked people who worked for late night. It was, no, I picked people who I know wanted to sort of learn to do the thing. Right. Yeah. And then I figured if I can, I'll supplement the the money if I make money. Yeah. And then, um, so we had like a pitch meeting last Monday night and winter Spears who said yes and shows up. Someone should hire Winter Spears uh, because she showed up so overprepared and every idea was worthwhile. Every oh, idea. Cool. As did the other. I mean, every I showed up. I had a crying jag and a small meltdown before because I was like, I don't know what this is. And neither did Winter or Carmen Morales and Virginia Jones. Those are the three comics who are going to work on it with That's me. That's a great and, team. It's a great team. And then two co- two sketch comics I don't know who um, – so I had a meeting yesterday with for one of the sketches. And um, we show – Winter and I show up, and this woman has written the sketch as a draft, like a, like a person who knows what the hell they're doing. And so <laughs> – so Winter and I go through it, and and, and this woman, this woman Stacy, is just really funny, and we go beat by beat, and we punch it up a little bit, we tighten it up, and it's, and it's awesome. awesome, yeah. And then I met with Carmen and Winter this morning to do it for a desk piece, and anyway, 
it seems like a great deal of work and everyone's been very nice and and it's very flattering because I had to come up with sort of like for the people who don't know me, the four producers and the and the two other writers, mm-hmm. they don't they don't really know me well enough to write in my voice. So I had to come up with like what music do I like? That was funny. Uh so you know like, I like talk radio music. <laughs> I was like, nobody wants to hear about my Harry Chapin collection. So <laughs> but anyway, so it was it's it was a lot of of meetings and more tomorrow. And but then April, I believe it's the Friday, April 16th. And then so I'm gonna do it's gonna be panel. I'm gonna have a guest. I'm gonna have a musical guest. Me. And uh so far, it's uh, going to be Maria. I did her rush tick. She could do mine, and she said yes. Heck yeah! And, um, and then the mu- my musical guest is uh, is Brian Swartz. You know Brian Swartz, who's oh very <laughs> from Oingo yeah. Boingo from uh, Laura House. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> the trumpet player from from Oingo Boingo <laughs> for the last. T- decades and genius projects he's associated with <laughs> yes and a monastra uh, uh orchestra monkestra it's oh, okay. a Thelonious monk done in an orchestra wow. and he also has five jazz albums and he's you yeah. know been part of emmy winning studio you know he has you know whatever but he's a great trumpet player right. and i right. i love yeah. trumpet I, and so I don't know if would that be something Conan would have ever done? Had a tr- just we're gonna have this trumpet player on. <laughs> he might he had, when when he had a, the band the uh, the uh, what well, was yeah. it the late I don't know what was what, what was the band called the the basic cable band oh my god um, we lost the band when he went to the half hour but uh, Mark Pender is was his trumpet player for a long time and he used to do like trumpet tricks in front of the audience before the show. Holding notes for like 20 minutes and stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's just, so, um, so yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it. Trombone. I don't know. You know, those. It's a brass instrument. It's a, you blow into. It's a, it's a marching band instrument. Yes. 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 And, uh, anyway, so, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's very flattering that, 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 uh, people seem to know me pretty well and, you know, Virginia Jones likes to bring up that I mix up Billy Idol and David Bowie a lot. And um, wow, 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 wow! They had the same haircut, Lori. Okay, <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess in one of Bowie's incarnations, he looked like Billy Idol before uh, twenty years before Billy Idol stole it. So yeah, I can see how that would all. I have that face enough. thing, which is also called self-absorption. Yes. So, it's not, I don't, know I don't believe anyone. Brad Pitt claims he has it. I'm like, no, you're just famous, and you don't <laughs> have to know who anyone is. So please don't. Right. So uh, did you do a bunch of things? Did you do things? Do you want to tell me about the things you did? I, I had a surprise set yesterday. Uh, Carmen uh, texted me, Carmen Morales, about doing a set on her show. and. Awesome. Uh, I hadn't done a set since the, oh God, okay, well, um, I, I, I drove up to the Bay Area last weekend because uh, oh. the house the house is being dismantled, right? Right, right, you wanted to see, right, your house was being uh, rearranged. Two rooms, right, I'm, I'm in the large room, the new new large room now, I don't know if you could tell, but uh, so that's that's my son's house, and this is my mom's house, and 
the actually right behind this computer is the door that you would have opened to find my mom watching Outlander. It makes me very sad that it's walled up, but I understand. I mean, I can't have two doors. Uh, so anyway, but they're doing a ton of construction and noisy, dirty stuff. So we got out and we drove up to the, the bay, the East Bay, and I saw my mom's best friend safely, who's 85, and uh, she, she, Mrs. Kelly. She hadn't seen my mom since my mom moved down here in 2016. And every time my mom was gearing up to visit her, something would you know happen, and she couldn't uh, she couldn't handle a flight or whatever. So that was good. It was very sad, emotional, but uh, I was in her her apartment, and um, she has. It's somebody should do a movie about engineers, American and British engineers in the Middle East in the 50s and 60s, 60s, because they were building like motherfuckers. They were just creating infrastructure. And um, there's like her husband, there's a picture of him with the Shah. And her father was also an engineer. And there's a picture of him with the king of Morocco at the time. So I don't know when this is, whenever Morocco had a king. And uh, uh, or some other, oh, the king of Jordan as well. There, it's just like, this is nuts. Whatever was going on there. And I'm sure some of it was good. You know, they built a, my dad helped to build the dam in Tehran. So that brings, you know, water to people. That hydroelectric. Water. And the, the hydroelectric, but, uh, I'm sure, yep. Yes, I don't even know what hydroelectric, I don't technically what it means, although my dad had 4,000 books titled that. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and, and probably a lot of damage as well to a way of life after World War II ended. It's like, nope, we're all, you're all coming uh, into uh, the um, Western way of life. I guess because yes, we yeah. need your oil. And uh, so there was a lot of that, but there was also uh, some amazing structures built. And that is an engineering, there's probably an engineering documentary in that. You're right. And uh, Argo always reminds me of my dad. You know, the movie Argo with Ben Affleck. It's it's something about, it's it's about getting um, uh, some hostages out of Iran, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. But it was, that was that time where, um, that was more in the 70s when my dad was traveling to all these places too. But the suitcases, I'm like, oh my God, my dad had that suitcase. But uh, I'm straying off. I- I'm on the wrong decade now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just fascinating how many like heads of state that these engineers would meet with, you know, at the, you know, at the inauguration or the, of the, whatever project. They right. Did. The ribbon cutting, yeah. they're going to get the King to cut the thing. So sure. yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's, a, she's a 85 and alive and full of stories. Someone's got to talk to her. And, uh, <laughs> and then, yes. and then this other engineer, my dad worked with named Mr. Curry. <laughs> He's still alive and he's like in his, you know, mid to late eighties. And I love that. This is such a, our generation thing. The fact that you refer to them as Mr. Curry, you remember Mr. Curry. Well, my baseball went into his yard one time and he was like, you kids be careful. And then he threw the baseball back and yeah, Mr. Curry, Mrs. Kelly keeps, she's like, I'm like your aunt. I I knew your mother before you were born. Why don't you, you know, you should call me Marilyn or whatever. Yeah. I used to have a bit about this. Um, where she, whatever, uh, it's, it's from like the late eighties. I'm sure I can pull it up sometime, but, um, uh, oh, I would, I would love to hear that anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, shoot. Oh, Mr. Curry also like my dad did not believe climate change was man-made. 
He thinks it's cyclical. There's a bunch of these old engineers that do not believe climate change is man-made. And they're all like, everything else is like, wait, you have degrees, you're a scientist, you're smart, you could read data. Why Why do, are you guys all straying on this? It's like a generation of engineers, and it's uh, very strange to me. Well, and maybe it's because they're willing to build um oil fields in other people's countries, you know, because uh, it might be, they might've been indoctrinated on the whole, you know, the, there's all these liberal lies, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's even so you'd look at, you'd look at, at information and trends yeah. stuff and go and be able to read it with, I don't know. It's, um, it, but it, weird. They're, yeah. not being, they're not being cynical. Like I just want to make money off of these countries. So I'm going to pretend I don't believe it. They really, my dad really didn't think climate change was man-made. He said it was a cycle. Yeah, was he, like, was, okay. uh, he was incorrect, but okay. You and Mr. Curry, and that's it. Because uh, every other fucking engineer on earth and every other analyst and every other scientist thinks, but you guys are, you two are right. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like my dad, and he was a great man. Visited yes. the grave, said hello. I told him I would be bringing my mother soon. And, uh, and also, uh, I bitterly drove all over, um, uh, <laughs> all over the, uh, the paved over where my old house was my childhood home, you know, like, oh, did they knock it down a long time ago in 89, but I'm still okay. mad. I never get over it <laughs> because it was a, it was in a, a very tiny unincorporated space between, it was technically County land. It wasn't in Walnut Creek. And, um, so there, so these piece of shit developers were able to grab that land mow down neighborhood houses and just put up these fucking awful condos with a promise and apartments that they would be low income which of course they never do right they never fulfill those promises they get around it some way and uh but the worst thing is is they took the names of our streets Las Hunters Way, Juana Court, Elena Drive and they they when they refigured the streets they kept the names I'm like, you pieces of shit. You, <laughs> you does not absolve you, okay? We, you paved We own the names, too. <laughs> you paved over my house. I'm pretty sure that Subway sandwich shop is on my bedroom, okay? So fuck you and your paving over. <laughs> Whatever. It was very emotional. Oh, and so on the way up, I'm driving up on the way up, and I have a show of flappers. And I go, so I, I go, just text me 10 minutes before I'm going up and I'll pull over and do the show on Zoom. <laughs> and it starts to right? So I pull over, I forgot my phone for some reason. It's, well, it's, it's old and it doesn't uh, pick up when I, when I speak into it. Um, like when I'm recording something into it, like if I, I've tried to do Instagram shows on it and whatever, it just doesn't work. And so. I, there he was pulled over in a, a rest area. My son is walking my dog through garbage and um, I'm, I'm like trying to talk and no one's hearing me. And so I just said, sorry, I can't do it. And oh, uh, that was that. Uh, was annoying. How was the set last night? It was fun. Okay. Um, Roy, Kira and uh, Roy Woods Jr. And oh, good. Uh, TL Devaney. Wait, Devaney. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Delaney. Yeah. Yes. Um, Delaney. 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 I think De Delaney, but I don't know. But uh, but I, I I can see it, and uh, and they're good people. But yes. let me just tell you, how, how many days were you up in the Bay Area? Three. Three nights. 
Three nights. And did you stay at a, like a Hampton Inn or something? Or? I stayed at a, uh, that's the other thing. Like, I don't have a place to stay in my hometown. It fucking sucks, Jackie. It fucking sucks. So we stayed at the Empty Suites in Walnut Creek. And um, it's one of those ones where it's, uh, it's, a, it, it, it's an atrium. So it's like triangle shaped and everything's shut down. I forgot. Hotels suck right now. All right. And an embassy suite is always the lamest of all because they're these garden open. Sometimes they smell like chlorine and you're like, shut up. Stop. Yeah. But uh, I like that. But yeah, it was all shut down. Everything was shut down. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's plastic forks and spoons everywhere. And, you know, all, the restriction, the, the no cup the, of waffle, no restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's just like, oh, it's, I have to remember to bring my own bamboo cutlery when I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or your own metal cutlery. I don't think you're allowed on a plane with metal cutlery, right? I think, I think you are. I mean, they, I, 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 whatever, maybe not. It's so you, what did you fly? Did you fly Southwest? No, I drove. Oh, you drove. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I wondered about the cutlery. Okay, so I, I got lost. No, so, in the future, when we start doing our road gigs, we're going to have to probably bring our own cutlery. And, you know, I don't, I'm, the plastic. Oh, my God. Just everything's wrapped in plastic. Everything's wrapped in plastic. It's just so this, it's sickening. I, I brought it all back so I could recycle it. But I know other people aren't doing that. They're fucking just throwing it away. Yep. It's so gross. Oh. Well, you know, I walk the dog three times a day oh, and man. Uh, two or three times a day. Uh, I walk the dog about 15, 20 minute walks. And when the dog poops, I pick up the poop and then I pick up garbage in the bag that had the poops. And uh, because, you know, there's people we have our neighborhood. I live in Van Nuys and uh, sometimes on break, people will park their car and eat their lunch and then throw their stupid garbage out their window and drive away. What? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah they're oh. monsters. They're monsters. And, uh, or, and so, you know, it's been, it's actually been pretty, it's been nice. Cause I've been walking out in the, in the, I've, it's been nice to get a walk a couple of times a day, like twice a day, just a little 15 minute, 20 minute walk. And, um, and it's, uh, it, it's been, it's been great. Today, I also did um, the the Sunday services show. Yeah, with so many comics, and and it was uh, it was Kirkman. Yes, and um, and Maria, and yeah. then um, Mary Mack, and David Rodriguez from Fort Collins, yeah. and uh, everybody was and Pallavi and um and pamela walt and um and also chalet was sharp so it was seven it was seven comics instead of six it was what seven seven comics everybody doing seven to tens in other words i've created the thing that i've always spent there's too many comics there's too many comics except and then i did 25 because i had to work on something and um that's great it was, it, yeah, it was, it might be my favorite two hours of the week, yeah. you know, just cause I get to hang out with comics and see their Mary Mack has this crazy, her mom has got her doing, I, I don't know what she's going to do with this bit, but it was so, uh, there were punchlines and it was funny. 
but the, I can tell you the premise, which is just that uh, her mom and dad had bought two grave sites in a town they'd never lived in. Uh, they and cheap. they must have been cheap. And and her mom has asked Mary to get rid of them, Mary Mac to get rid of them. Now, um, they are in Minnesota. Mary Mac's mom lives in Wisconsin. And they are plots number three and five. <laughs> it would be the first... The, uh, among the first 10 citizens of this town to die, to be buried. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but they're not next to each other. Well, that's smart. <laughs> um, Roy Woods had a really funny chunk on why white people don't have ancestors. Uh, I, <laughs> I He's zooming around. He's doing Zoom shows. You should find him. It's, it's really funny. No, he, he did Sunday services once. Oh, he did? Um, yeah. Oh, speaking of white people not having ancestors, uh, when you did that thing about Chet Hanks doing Chet. stand-up comedy. Chet uh, yeah, Chet Hanks. Um, Tom, Tom Hanks' son, right? Yes, he's one of his sons. His other son, Colin Hanks, is like a, kind of an actor. He played a serial killer, one of the murderers on a season of um, Dexter. Yeah, I met I met Colin Hanks one time, but uh, the Chet the Chet guy. So I looked him up to see if he was doing stand up, but you were kidding. And uh, but the thing is, it followed it back. It turns out Tom Hanks is named after his ancestor who came from England in 1625, oh. named Thomas Hanks. Whoa! Was so, he a, a signer of the Declaration or anything like that, or the or a slave owner? I have no idea. Uh, oh. Like literally, if you could trace your family back that far, there ha and you're all Whitey Magoo, it's gonna be there's gonna be some dirtbags. It's uh, there's gonna be some trouble. You know, I, I think at that point, if you were really poor and white, you probably couldn't have afford to have your name remembered. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would have gotten lost in history, it turns yeah. out. Well, By know, the way, 400 years later, you didn't do you. You, you did some bad shit. Right. So I was watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, there's two episodes. And at the end of this first episode, this character is introduced and I'm looking at him and I and I and I didn't recognize him. But Andy was like, who is that guy? And I was like, well, his mouth looks familiar and his mouth looks familiar because he is Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Oh, yeah. His name is Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. But he's he uses his middle name as his last name, but he has Goldie Hawn's mouth. Wait, so we're not supposed to know he's their son? I guess not, but he has Kurt Russell's profile and Goldie Hawn's mouth, so it's going to be real hard for him, <sighs> for you not to go, wait a minute. And uh, so... What an interesting combo. Um, look, good luck to every celebrity child. <laughs> uh, they don't need it. They do not need it. Um, I So I booked a bunch of road stuff. What is he good in it? Yes. Okay. He's a he's an excellent. He seems yeah. The, the the great thing about about Marvel is that the casting on this stuff is pretty epic, and um, I did I saw a preview for the new animated Modok cartoon that's coming out that Patton Oswalt is going to be playing a, a supervillain named Modok. Okay. And um, it also is full of hugely famous people. I don't think it's the same casting people doing the animated stuff, but um. But I 
oh, and somebody, because I, you know, on my vision board, I want to be in Lower Decks. I want to do a voiceover. I want I want to be a character on Lower Decks. And somebody, they were like, oh, you would be such a great Ferengi. And I was like, oh, my God. The, the 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 rules of acquisition which uh, uh in of the Ferengi people in Star Trek universe and Elliot Cation, mm. that's the mm. same guy. Oh. It's like the Venn diagram is a freaking circle. So there's no I really want that. I don't know who could make that happen, but someone should get on that. Because I could use the work. Um but I did book a bunch of road stuff, including Alameda in September. I told him if he has any fallouts in June, because I'm I also scheduled my album. Scheduled the album recording again. Uh, mm -hmm. and I was really nervous to ask Lewis. So I texted him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna email him. I'm not gonna call him. I would normally just call him and ask, but I felt like I was like, I've canceled on him twice in the last 13 months. But he knows why. I mean, it's not Yeah, fine. So I and but Tommy Ryman told me that um, that he thought that July was booking up, and I want to record it. I think I'll be ready by July, right? Because I'm going out. I have three weeks booked in May, mm -hmm. and I don't have anything booked yet in June or the first two weeks of July. But I I probably I could fill stuff. I think, and because um, I get the second shot on Tuesday. Cool. And I'm I'm vaccinated. You're fully, you're, you're two weeks after, right? You're done. Yes. You're caught up. I was, uh, I'm actually, and I don't know if I'll, because this joke, I'm going to tell you a joke, but it's more just a story yeah. because I don't, the, who knows what the legs on this thing, but my, cause my dad got vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And when he told me he got vaccinated, he was like, you know, I got in early. And I was like, you're 83. You're due. You have dibs on first dad. And he's like, yeah, but they were going to do it on Monday. I got in on Friday. <laughs> Your dad needs to have a little win every single day. Yes, he genuinely does. And so I was so I was eligible to get the vaccination because of my BMI because I'm uh, overweight. Mm -hmm. And uh but I decided to lie instead and and volunteer to do some work for some people and because I didn't want to tell uh the government that I'm fat. What? Interesting. The government is already aware. Everyone is aware of what's uh, going on with uh, the eating habits. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, but I will be fully vaccinated, and so hopefully will everyone else by June. I think so. Um, they're cranking funny. them out. Yeah. Did you see the the percentages? No. It was uh, the last time I checked. California was twenty six percent vaccinated. I wonder how how you know it, can you guys, can you hear my dog? Little yeah, bit, not a little bit. All right, let me close something. That dog, she is a puppy, and she has the the bark of uh, an eight year old dog. Yeah, <laughs> he has a fucking fierce bark, and uh, anytime a dog goes by, she's right up at the fence because uh, there's like a one inch gap between the fence and the concrete, and that nose is under it, and she's constantly guarding us um uh i wonder if 26 percent uh really does make a huge ding in the amount of transmission you know it, it's got to right 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 it's got to there's oh there's some weird um there's a 
States, states ranked by percentage of COVID-19 vaccines administered as of March 26. Weirdly enough, Wisconsin in the lead. Yeah, you guys did well. Yeah, uh, so. But uh, there's also only 6 million people in Wisconsin. Uh, Paris uh, is like, might be uh, overwhelmed. Their ICUs in two weeks. Like the oh, no. really fucked up the uh, vaccine rollout. You know, like AstraZeneca is problematic or, or it has a reputation for being problematic. And so people aren't taking it and they're having a hard time getting it. And then I think they have this other one. Uh, maybe Oxford was part of AstraZeneca. I, you know what? I don't know. I, I'm just shocked because we fucked up so badly. I can't believe uh, we're yeah. at another country or another collective yeah. nation states, Shelley. Yeah. How could the EU do worse than we did? We had Trump. I know. You know? Well, they they did it that way, and then coming, it's vaccine time now, right? Like California's uh, rates are pretty low, our our positivity rate is pretty low. Um, we've, you know, there there's a lot of vaccine. Uh, people are getting vaccines, and there's a lot of centers to go. And uh, someone on our text thread was saying Dodger Stadium was like open you know it wasn't even crowded like right like they've got it they've got shots so right. i don't know well it uh this this article says that la county is 15.6 percent fully vaccinated so that's both shots and um mm -hmm. and that's over 16 i guess okay and okay. that's so we just gotta just gotta stay the course don't freak out. Don't over overwhelm yourself here. But um, but I'm going. I'm 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 all over Colorado. You know, it's just, you know, you can tell people are feeling better because they're <laughs> shooting people down in the streets. Right. I know. It's and so uh, pressing. Yeah. So I'm going to Seattle for a weekend. Uh, first weekend of May, seven eight, and then I'm uh, and then I'm in. Laughs. I'm doing laughs too. Oh, good. And then I'm, and then I'm doing, uh, um, uh, Fort Collins and Boulder, and then I'm doing, um, uh, Denver right on the next two weeks, two, two weekends. So I'll be wandering around Colorado. I don't know. I guess I'll come home in between. It doesn't make any sense to stay. Unless it's cheaper. Unless it's cheaper or I assume I'm using my frequent, I mean, oh, right. Yeah. How many miles you use up those? I have. I think as soon as you get those miles, you got to use them immediately. Don't yeah, I think cause someone was saying that I should buy tickets and then just use them to bump up to first class. But I don't know. Um, it depends. I I think I'm going to look at it and see how much the tickets are, and then bump up. If it's if it's if it makes sense, uh, that's what I'll do. Otherwise, I'll just use the miles. Yeah. And, uh, and then someone else asked me if I was still going to go with Delta because we're all supposed to boycott everything out of Georgia. Right. And I, I, I was just looking at what I made last year. Uh, and, um, I have to use these frequent flyer miles. It'd be yeah. like, and it, and it screws over Delta. If you only use your miles and fly, you know what I mean? Like that's not a, you know, they didn't make any money off you if you just, right. Them. Right. And the thing is, is Delta Delta took a stand like two years ago when they took away their tax credit. Did you remember that? I do. When, yeah, because the the um, 
because they supported they supported LGBTQ plus rights or something like that. And so the state of Florida took away their tax credits and Delta was like, fine. Anyway, we're still going to be flying out of uh, Atlanta. And they and their hub used to be in Minneapolis. That used to be their their hub. So maybe they moved their hub to Minnesota. But, you know, I I don't I don't know. I don't know when I'm rich enough to right. have scruples, right? <laughs> right. I, I want, yeah, Kyle's like, I have to write that down. And uh, so it's, uh, but I, uh, you know, I, I have, I have scruples, but I also have to compromise as, as a working woman, adult, human, American person, who needs to live indoors, and who's right? Had any income for a year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I mean, it's 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 hard to balance those things, but I think I'm doing okay. I don't feel hundred percent on it, but um, but I think I'm doing like I I I bought three new bras because there was bra talk last week, all from Amazon. Which, by the way, they delivered separately. Oh my! God. One, two, oh my God. three. I was like, I don't like you. They're yeah. just three different colors, so you had to d- put them all in three different packages. Uh, and this is a perfect opportunity for us to take a break. <laughs> hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Patton Oswalt, Kelsey Dara, and Open Mike Eagle. I have this public-facing self, and then I have my emotional self that tends to stay hidden. It was about finding a way to communicate to somebody that, like, there's terrible sh** going on back here. Plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, uh, you guys, the Jackie and Lori Show is supported in part by Libby, L-I-B-B-Y, by the way. Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive that lets you borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone. So it's an app, right? So you can use it on your phone, tablets, Kindle, or computers. All you need is a valid library card from your library, which uh, you should have because it turns out they're free and you can get them. And then even if you don't have a library card, currently you can read the samples, which will just make you go, oh, I should get a library card and uh, and download Libby and do it for real because uh, Libby is super easy to work. So Libby, it works just like your physical library. You borrow available books you want to read and then they return themselves automatically after your loan expires, which actually is a bit of a TikTok finish reading this book and uh, because uh, they do give you warnings as to when it's going to become due. Anyway, so download Libby on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and start borrowing and sampling ebooks and audiobooks today. Uh, you know, all- I will as uh, June twenty fourth approaches, and I I always feel like if someone writes a book, I gotta buy it because I want to contribute to authors' book sales because I know how important that is. You know, and I love it when someone you know reads a book of one of my books at the library, but I'm like. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Cage Baker once, cause I told her that I was collecting the library versions of her books and she was like, you know, I don't make any money on those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's uh guess what? It's, I'm headed towards library summer. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, I probably won't be buying her backs at full price for a while. Right. Right. Um, did you find out anything or? No, I haven't done anything. Uh, nope. No, 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 no. Yep. Uh, I also, I'm going to record my album July, the week of July 15th. Hey, that's uh, our birthday week. It is our birthday week. And, um, I'll be in Minneapolis and, I think I, I asked him uh, if Shannon Paul could feature for me. So that's probably still in the works. And um, she's local, which is nice. And um, everybody will be there. Uh, my brother, Phil, uh, moved into, like, he moved into the woods in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, But he'll come back to town. It's only a little hour and a half. And um, and Darla's there. And my brother Scott's there. So I'll get to see a bunch of people. I might, um, I'm hoping to book Michigan some point in this. But I'll tell you, a lot more comics are booking. I know. It's, every, uh, every, everyone wants their weeks now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Hopefully, um, hopefully there's, there's, and there will be, there'll be work and and we should, and we should think about, uh, doing after, after school shows in your backyard with our fancy Uh, equipment. It'll be probably ready to go in a week. So we could probably, you know, we should probably look at a weekend, not a weeknight, but. uh, Okay. I'm fully vaccinated April 13th. Okay. April 14th. April 14th, I think is a Thursday or a yeah, Wednesday. Not, uh, and, uh, but I'll, I'll come over and we'll do the great unboxing April 14th. Sure. You should come over and then we could just figure out what I think like seven o'clock is a good time because the sun is down, but it, so it's not blinding anyone, but it's still light out. We just, do we need to buy a thousand dollars worth of lighting? No, I don't want to buy lighting. That's, uh, <laughs> it's a, I, I don't want to buy. Be, anything else. It'll be lit enough. It's fine. It'll be lit and, um, you know, you know, put up some tinkle lights or something if it gets dark, but if we do the show from actually, it's pretty dark now. well, we'll have to figure it out. You know what? We'll figure out how many minutes before sundown we should start and how, how long we have till it gets pitch black. I got a couple right? of lights I can right. loan out too. You do? Yeah. All right. Cool. Kyle with the floodlights. Kyle has floodlights and a super soft voice. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, uh, but I'm hoping, uh, I have a lot of hopes and, uh, and, and I'm trying not to future trip too much. I'm trying not to, let's get this recorded. Let's get this filmed. Um, and then I, uh, I'm going to have to buy some clothes cause I don't have any, I'm literally wearing sweatpants, Lori. Right. Yeah. Uh, that I and it's so I'm gonna have to go and figure out. God, I show clothes. Sports, uh This pandemic, and I love them. I love them. Great. Mm-hmm. The Scort. Um, oh, we never did comic of the week, did we? No. No. Uh, you do you have that handy? Yes. I worked with her, and then you um, were suggested and we put it our, our our list we put her on our list of people that uh we will put on a list uh uh sorry uh 
Beliak. Sorry, Beliak. Sorry, Beliak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, smart, funny. Yes. Um, very funny. Mother. Um, that's a mom jokes, mom jokes, which I kind of love. Um, she's a mother of a dog. I don't think you listened to the whole bit. Fuck. (laughs) No, I, I, I think I got, uh, I think I got her conflated for a second with somebody else. I'm so sorry, sorry. But uh, but here's the good news. I thought you were so funny. I put you on the list. So <laughs> that's so. Why don't you? Oh, what you rest, you assholes. Just go find her and then correct me over Twitter. Okay, sorry. Uh, so. at, uh, Twitter is uh, at the crass ceiling, which is pretty clever. So that is C R A S S. Ceiling, the crass ceiling. I love it. Yay, we did it. Another comic of the week who happened to be a woman. <laughs> so many in a row. So many women in a row. That's because uh, there's so many women working uh, towards uh, doing the stand-up comedy with the funny. Um, so were you part of, uh, Were you? Do, did you follow Twitter drama this week at all? With No. No, I didn't. I don't know that comic. There's that, that I, I don't know that comic, and I thought... And I am swamped with a thousand late night meetings and I'm supposed to write four different scripts and care about things. Oh, it's good to not completely. Uh, well, I mean, I hope that she wasn't, uh, I think that I hope the trolls weren't too mean to her or anything. You know, here's the thing, just in general, you know, it was so just in general, this is no entertainment <laughs> of anyone, but maybe men don't totally understand this yet. If you quote tweet, a woman or you call put her name in a tweet and sick your fans on her um she will get death threats and rape threats that, yes. that is, there's no doubt about that okay yeah even casually yes so if if you're doing that thinking you're being a feminist because you're treating her like a guy uh, just know that all of your fans are not feminists and they're treating her like someone they want to rape so yeah and then yeah (laughs) so and you know i i thought everyone knew that it's kind of to me common knowledge from the last four to seven years of uh twitter but i guess some people don't know it so to me when i see someone do that i'm like oh you you know what this is going to bring onto this person this is deliberate and uh it's not good you know no no, there's 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 these places where you have to figure out how to um, how to, you know, how, like when someone says something mean to me, I think before even I think before I re- quote tweet it, because mm-hmm. I know that I'm sicking my 12 fans on, on them just because I want to say something snarky about it. Instead, I just I just reply tweet and, and or just block yeah. them. I mean, Those are the two yeah. choices. Yes, if you do genuinely have, would like to point out some hypocrisy or some conflicting information, you know, think about it, think it through. Well, yeah, and you can just reply to that person instead of quote tweeting or, you know, and announcing to your fans that you caught this young woman doing something uh, that you feel is a, a crime that is worthy of rape threats, you know, that, and because that's what you're bringing on to somebody. Yes. And I will say this on TikTok, I've been cutting up um, my, any, any sets that I have into one minute chunks. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
One of the jokes is a joke from when I toured with the with the Armed Forces Entertainment in Saudi Arabia, and it's about how all customs agents are, um, all customs situations are dumb, and this is the dumb one that's in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Well, it had ninety thousand hits, and a lot of it was from, and and it was people were psyched about it, but there were a lot of Saudis who came on. Oh Some to explain to me why there was the, the this thing that the joke was about was happening. Mm-hmm. And then other people just to just lose their shit at me, right? And I left it up for spite for like two weeks or whatever, week and a half. And then I was talking to Andy and I was like, it's it's they're they're not, it's out of context. They're taking it wrong. I've explained it. I've tried it. And he goes, Is it helping to have it up? Out of context. <laughs> and I said, no. And he goes, take it down. So I took it down. And guess what? Have not had anybody even say anything mean to me since about any of the new stuff I've said. And and because the only other one that has gotten any sort of weird comments is that L.A. pet animated joke yeah. that I cut into three bits. That one where people are just. You know, because the dog in the bit is animated as the most adorable dog in a wheelchair, they're like, that dog can live. That dog's not hurt. Not realizing I'm basing it on a dog from 1997 that literally. No matter what, that dog is dead right now. That dog is so dead. And uh, 11 grand later, that dog uh, and, and that dog was was bleeding out most of the time. So the, if you had invested that 11 grand in the stock market in 1996. You would be a millionaire right now. Right. The, well, the owner of that dog would. Yes. Sorry. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have 11 grand. What are you nuts? Uh, um, yeah. It, 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 here's the, the other thing, like. I was reluctant to even jump in the fray because I felt very sorry for this female comic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, she, I didn't agree with her initial tweet, uh, which was, you know, that jokes lead to mass murder necessarily. You know, I I think that. There's so much philosophy behind all of that. I would need a study that's like peer reviewed for you to talk (laughs) about. To me, like, if you're doing race comedy, and we all, I have, I've tried, you know, I look back on some stuff, and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? You know, what was I trying right. to do? Um, and, uh, you know, it's it, it, it's kind of, ha- if you're doing stuff in a hacky vein, right? So if you're ever saying Kung Flu, you know, or anything like that, you, right, right. All that Asian weird hacky jokes. Yeah. Yes. So it's it, it's not you know I don't think calling comics racist it doesn't doesn't no one thinks they're racist right. But I think if you were to say that's really hacky, everyone's like what? <laughs> they would stop. One thing <laughs> don't want to be called as hacky, right? They can get defensive on racist. They could go, well, I do a podcast with a black comic. Uh, I'm best friends with a female comic. How could I be any of these things, right? Right. You're a hack. Uh, you know, then they then they start to look a little bit. Um, so, but anyway, so she had kind of did a what I think was a blanket tweet that may have like overreached a little bit about you know jokes and murder and stuff. And then 
somebody went back through her timeline and found some kind of like hacky Asian jokes from when she was 17. Wow. It was like, gotcha, boom. And then, you know, power of incels was brought to her. And uh, she lost her, she had a day job. It wasn't a, she wasn't a writing job. Like people think it was just like a regular day job, but she lost it, you know, like in within 24 hours. So wow. it, 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 that's just a flurry of horror to visit upon somebody who has good intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it, you know, to me was a little earnestly um, naive, uh, that sentiment, the initial sentiment I, that is not worthy of, Rape threat. It's so like you you want. Well, let's take a quick break. But I was going to say a thing. Okay. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of '95, we did it. Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. And the thing is that there is there's there's always been this philosophy of uh, making jokes about uh, about um, these super dark jokes. Like, do they shine light on them and then thus make it worse to do, or does it shine light on it and make it okay to do? Right? It's like video games where they're shooters. Is that bleeding off the need to shoot people or is it encouraging people to shoot people? And these are questions of philosophers. They're not questions of comics. Listen, interesting. I, I, I was, I looked up, uh, because I was wondering if like hacky jokes like that, the audience that likes that, they're not going to not like that because you think it sucks, right? They're like, hey, I constantly, ha ha, I love that stuff, right? So that audience is there, okay? And they're never going away. You're never getting rid, rid of audiences with bad taste and uh, and hacky comics, all right? Those things always will exist. Um, but I wonder if if you have someone that's got some anger in the audience and they're with a crowd that's laughing at some hacky race material, does that dissipate the desire to commit violence? Because when you leave a show, you're in a good mood. I don't care what jokes you laughed at, you you laughed. You have endorphins going, you're with other people. You're not alone in your room with your AR-15. You're part of a communal experience. And I was, again, I have no idea if this translates, I'm just throwing this out there. Because they have done studies where they found that porn actually reduces the the instances of rape because some some men that would be raping get it out they get it out on their hand they sexual they they rape <laughs> they literally yes so I wonder if the existence of hack comedy for audiences that love it if if you have the the, the people in there that are, are prone to, you know, maybe could go one way or the other if being in a, in an audience actually kind of, kind of mutes their anger a little bit, kind of dumbs it down a little bit or. 
Disney. Well, does, do you think that this guy with his with his stupid, stupid comedy and kind of mean and kind of and super hacky, mm-hmm. I put him in the chat. Do you think that that guy might be helping or do you think that he's getting like like minded people together to then be horrible? Do you leave his show wanting to kill anyone? No, I don't think so. I think you leave a comedy show most of the time in a good mood, right? Almost all. Almost all. You and I have, every comic has met the audience after the show. They walk by, they say hello. Even if, like, even if they didn't like you, they had a good time. They say to the the person next to you, what a great time they had. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, they are, so they're not out, they don't go shooting after that, you know? Um, Not that night, but I, but, but I don't know what the study is, you know, like. I don't want to say that hack comedy saves lives because I, I don't even know that either. It's but, not going to save mine. It's going to kill me. <laughs> I think the, the focus from some people that are like, uh, this is, this comedy shouldn't exist. I don't, I, it will always exist. And I, I don't know that that's a good place for your energy. I think a great place for your energy, if you're a comic, is to keep working on your shit. And if you're an audience member, to find comics you like instead of being angry at comics that you don't like. You know, this sort of sanity isn't going to get us new listeners, Lori. Come on. <laughs> what sort of? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to sabotage us? What's happening? And, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. I think you're right. I think I, I, I don't know the, the stats on it, but I do know that keeping your eyes on your own paper and working on your own stand-up comedy, if you're a comic, uh, is more important than policing someone else's stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I, yes, ultimately the audience is the comedy police, right? And they, the only thing it gets a comic to drop a joke is when it stops getting a laugh. Right. So it, as you know, but some audiences love the old shit, right? So, they- right, but, and but some audiences are literally, I mean, and some jokes are literally racist and and terrible. Yeah. But that, and not not necessarily hacky, funny or not funny, but just sort of mean and dumb. Yes. But those also don't have anything to do with me. That person who tells that joke when they get off stage, we're not hanging out. You might, but be. I will. No, no, we you, won't. You're stuck in the green room uh, until the next show. You might be. I, well, I, I'm not saying I won't stand next to the person. I might have to stand next to the person. I'm saying that they're not coming to comedy lunch. They'll never be invited <laughs> to my home. <laughs> yes, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I, 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 we, the more we get out and are stop living online the more we start doing shows in front of real people and real audiences i think a lot of this this uh agita agita will dissipate uh on twitter you know what does that word mean how do you spell that word word for um uh for uh drama and anger and just noise you know all Uh, right i love it um i have this to say yeah. In uh, in a in a, literally a pivotal. I'm just gonna I'm gonna t-bone you, and tell you I went to the dentist, Ooh. and I had a uh, I haven't been to the dentist in 15 years, and he didn't really ask, but he kind of he was like, why haven't you why haven't you been to the dentist? And I said, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's I'm not afraid of the dentist. I just don't want to hold my mouth open for an hour and not talk. <laughs> that goes against 
every every part of your DNA. There's not a single cell in your body that will stand for that, honestly. It's really very, very difficult. And so, but I only went because this tooth was uh, hurting and it turns out it was super loose and he had to pull it. And uh, because, um, but I didn't have any cavities 15 years. Is um, it tooth or was it way far back? Way, it's one of the way backs. This, are you going to get a replacement? Well, that's the thing. That's the other thing about going to the dentist. You don't just go to the dentist. You go to the dentist and then the dentist says, so when are you coming back for this next thing? And so I'm going back in like two weeks. He says that it should heal for a week. And, um, and then they start the cleaning of 15 years of, of my dad actually said to me, do you have any teeth left or is it just plaque that you're chewing with over there? And, uh, I was like, do I brush my anyway? So it's probably plaque. And then, so they're going to, you're going to do it. And then, and then I think he's going to, I have a chipped tooth. My front tooth is chipped and it was chipped when I was very little, like four. And, um, the last time that the, the filling was bonded was when I was 21. So it's, it needs to be replaced. So we're going to do that. Yeah. And so I might have better looking teeth. I've spent, I've literally spent 13 months staring at my face going, I don't like this, these teeth, this, these teeth are, are, are doing it for me here. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get a boob job. What? <laughs> um, but I'm going to get, make them bigger. Wow, we're going in opposite direction. Wow. That would be so funny if I was like, can I have yours? <laughs> Are you going to get a reduction, do you think? Um, no, I, I I, don't know that I would. I, the, Seriously, if it were... If it were a thing where I could just get plastic surgery to be like all pointy and skinny and hot and also athletic, I would get that plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that plastic surgery is real. I think that you end up being super lumpy because you end up eating the same way and not working out. Sure. I mean, it, yeah, you, uh, it's hard to, you're cutting up your body. It's, you're, you're not made of clay. It's, you know. <laughs> right. If I were made of clay, I would totally have a sculptor get in on it and make it, and, and make it look uh, different. But uh, what I've had to do instead is go, well, I guess this is what I look like. I saw a picture of myself and I literally, I almost, I almost burst into tears because I was like, oh, I look like Michael Moore. And uh, which uh, feels a little brutal, right? Don't say that out loud. We should probably cut. I was doing yoga and I looked in the mirror and I got angry. I'm like, I work (laughs) and this is it. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want to feel like that. I want to be yeah. I'm alive. I got to yay. Thanks body. I appreciate you. You know, That's I said some bendy shit and, uh, it's all good. I've got a big old room now and you know, I'm going to get the floor finished and it'll, everything will be okay. And I feel lucky. Why would I take the time of going down that road of uh, hating myself, you know. This is the Kill Martin pep talk that I've been waiting four and a half years for. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at, Kyle? We have three minutes left. God, that would have been great, right? I, I have a sh- I have a show that started Please. five minutes ago, but I'm oh not, really. I will say I've been going over uh, like my my um, I did an original spec in 2012, and it feels so dated. Like, I, I can't believe how fast 
things change because yeah. you know, without working at a website. So like everything is, I'm like, oh, wow. Everything's different now. You know, it, it was technology based. So, oh, it, and I mean, it's the only sample I have really, but you know, I, I just don't. Do you think they would read my Spin City spec from 1998? Hell yes. I'll do that. <laughs> Before mine, I think. Uh, yeah. Look at actually, I got a Seinfeld one from 2002. What? You could repitch Spin City as a new show and nobody would know. <laughs> no, they would. I'd be like, Spin City, Spin City meets Benson, you guys. Let's do it. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Did you end up watching uh, WandaVision? No, I'm still watching that French show, Call My Agent. Oh, right, right. Oh, I, good. I love it. I bet I can't do anything else while I watch it because it's uh, it's I have to read the subtitles. So I'm watching the Michelle Obama Waffles and Mochi. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's on uh, it's adorable. It's about a Jim Henson puppet that is half Yeti, half waffle, and his sidekick who's a piece of mochi. It's um, quite, it's awesome. Every, everything is strange. The first lady and the former president are Netflix producers. So is the, the former, you know, second heir to the British throne. Everything is just so weird right now. No one's yes. staying in their lane, and maybe that's good. Why should you stay in your lane? Why should we stay in our lanes, Jackie? Maybe Amen. we should veer into. Why don't, maybe I should be a princess. I have too many irons in the fire. I would like to fucking pick a lane. How about that? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, one more minute. <laughs> that was two minutes you were able to fill. End it now. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.